Hey, and welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here to join us. We hope that this podcast inspires you to live life both for God and your city. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes. And remember to leave us a five-star rating. Enjoy the message. Today I want to talk to you about next steps. Say that with me. Next steps. And we're going to do this in closing out our ambition message series And uh, as we're talking about, you know, moving forward in the Lord, uh, moving forward in faith, moving forward in our career, in our relationships, and everything that we have, it's important that we move forward. And so many of us want to know, what is God's will for my life? Have any of you ever asked at airport campus, have you asked that, Moffat campus? Folks online, have you ever asked, Lord, I need to know what your will is? And so often we say, I'm just going to sit right here until the Lord tells me. But I've noticed something. I guess I left my phone. I, I noticed this, is that not even Google Maps will point out and recognize direction until I'm moving. Have you, have you ever been like that? Pulling out of Publix or pulling out of Walmart or something like that, and you're trying to get directions to somebody's house. You're going to dinner. You've never been over to their house before. And you're going, which way am I supposed to turn? Here's how it works out in our car. I hand, hand Kelly the app and I'll say, baby, which way do you want me to go? Which way? What? She's like, I don't know. I can't tell. Well, can't you look at the map? Can't you look at the geography? Now, I will tell you right off the bat, I can find my way around any city, any place, anywhere in the world. I can just figure it out. One time when I was in Cambodia, I had never driven there before. I got on a little uh, motorcycle and it was one of the missionaries there gave me his motorcycle there and see him reap and and I drove off to some market somewhere I figured out how to get there and then when I came to go back I put the key and when I turned to the key broke off in the in in the ignition there big problem and I, I couldn't speak the language or anything but I talked some guy into letting me hold on to the back of his motorcycle I put my motorcycle in neutral and he drugged me all across that city to get back to where I needed to go I have full confidence that I can go wherever I need to go. You put me outside, put me in a mall, it's over. I can't find my way out. <laughs> get that little Google Maps and I can't get direction. A lot of times when we're just sitting still, it's hard to get direction. So when we're talking about next steps, my assumption is, is that you are moving somewhere. Everybody's moving somewhere. You're moving forward or you're moving back. Maybe you're going sideways. But if we stop, if we stop, then we'll die. We'll stagnate. And God has a good plan for us. That plan, part of that plan is God puts something down inside of us that makes us want more with our life. I want more for my family, I want more for my church. I want more for myself. I need goals. I have something in me that makes me, I got to do things. All of us probably have some kind of checklist somewhere. God placed that in us naturally. The problem is, is that when our ambition is moving us, a lot of times we're not just looking at our goals. A lot of times we're looking at other people. And we begin to measure our own forward movement off of how someone else is doing but we're not somebody else. I'm the best me there is in the world, and I want to get better at that, but you know what? I don't feel so great when I start comparing myself to other people. 
But really, it's two bad routes. When we start comparing ourselves to people, either we feel too good about ourselves, better than we should, or we feel condemnation or discouragement. I think that discouragement is actually one of the greatest tools that the enemy has. In fact, if you're tracking along in your notes, write that down. Just be reminded of that. The next time you feel discouraged, I want you to recognize that that's a tool of the enemy. Whenever you feel discouragement, that's Satan whispering in your ear. Discouragement from, you know, looking at other people's lives and, and watching. And, and it's no respecter of persons. Discouragement doesn't discriminate. Did you notice that? Have you noticed that discouragement will hop in the car with you on your way to work? And if discouragement didn't ride to work with you, you'll finish up the workday and get in the car and one of you went to work, but two come home and discouragement rides right there. I mean, you can get into, uh, you, you know, you, you, you can get into any kind of vehicle and ride along with discouragement. Discouragement will pull up a seat at the dinner table if you live under a bridge, if you live in the woods, if, if you live in a gated suburban neighborhood, if you live in a condo, high-rise, right on the beach, discouragement has no problem getting the key code to your door and walking right into your house uninvited. Have you noticed this before? Discouragement doesn't matter what kind of car you drive, what your address is, how many people are in your family, what kind of success you've gotten, what kind of failures you've had. Discouragement rolls right in there. And I think that cousin comparison is part of what does that. Now, there's a lot of tools that the enemy uses to begin to get us to compare and to feel discouraged. You know, there's ego, there's pride, there's all kinds of things, health, situations in life, things that you do and things that other people, you know, do to you. But I know that this, I know this is that discouragement, it's not God's plan. In fact, the problem with discouragement and comparison is comparison gets your eyes off the race and puts your eyes on other runners in the race. And it's hard to run a race when you're looking at how everybody else is running. Let's give it our best. As we close out this ambition series, let's give it our best. Let's take our next steps and do everything that we can. Just do a little bit better today than you did yesterday in trusting the Lord and, and moving, moving forward. But, you know, discouragement and comparison have tempted me and probably tempted you to do a few things over the course of your life, like maybe you think things aren't moving along quickly enough. You feel like by a certain age, you should have already done a certain thing. And so here's the temptation, is the temptation that discouragement brings is this desire to maybe skip some steps, to maybe cut some corners. Have you ever skipped some steps before? I know that I have. I know that when I was a kid, you know, when I was, when I was younger, I would skip steps all the time. I'd skip one step, two steps, maybe take a big leaping bound and skip three, step, skip three steps. Or on the way down the stairs, I'd do this all the time, see how many steps I could jump all the way to the bottom. It seemed like a great idea to me at the time, but watching my kids do it, I'm thinking, what in the world? Be careful, be careful. The reason is because I'm looking through my eyes and through my brittle, fragile self at these teenage kids that are like elastic and they can do anything. Watch them jumping down. You know what? Skipping steps, I understand why we do it. 
But when we're talking about next steps, when we're talking about the ambition that God's placed in us, when we're talking about our walk with Christ, our relationship with our spouse, our work, our career, our giftings, our calling, our spiritual development, listen to me, don't skip the steps. Say that with me. Don't skip the steps. Come on, really good and loud. Don't skip the steps. Now, do any of you live in a two-story house? Who lives in a two-story house? Just go ahead and raise your hands right now. Raise your hands. Two-story house. Okay. That's a lot. Thank you. Thank you. What's wrong with you people? Go ahead. Yeah. Come on. If you live in a two-story house, raise your hand. Okay, thank you, thank you. Let me tell you something I know about you, and I know about me, and I know about you, and I know about you. Do any of y'all have elevators? Yeah, same with me. You know why we don't have elevators? Because we can't afford elevators. If we could afford elevators, we would skip the steps. You know, nobody likes steps. Do you build steps because they look pretty? I mean, if we build steps, we try and make them look pretty. But the only reason we have steps is so we can get to the next level. In your walk with Christ, use the steps. Use the steps. Move yourself on up the steps. And the truth is, steps have taught us all lessons. I have a, a lesson about a step. It's kind of like a step up onto a sidewalk. That lesson cost me six stitches in the fifth grade. Have you ever learned a lesson on the steps? Like hold the handrails as you go up the steps? I mean, there's all kinds of lessons. I, I've also learned on some steps that you shouldn't wear socks because they're slippery. Hey, when I was a freshman in college, I really messed up my ankle really bad and, and I was flying home over one of the brakes and because I messed up my ankle, I was on crutches. And so they, you know, they asked for anybody that's hobbled up that wants to get on the plane first. And well, I'm, okay, that was me. So I'm going first, a whole airplane full of people behind me. And you know, they thought it was a good idea to have non- skid coatings on the steps, except that that didn't work good with the non-skid coating on my crutches. And so at the very top step of the Chattanooga airport, I went to move and my crutches wouldn't move. And I promise you, I fell all the way to the bottom of the steps. And you know, when I got to the bottom of the steps, I did one of those things that you know, if you've ever had a bad ski accident, you do this also, where you just lay there with the wind knocked out of you and you kind of flex all your muscles to see if anything's broken. I did that and I was like, I'm just fine and just in time to look up and see the crutch come and hit me right in the face. <laughs> How many of you learned some lessons on the steps? I, I have come to, even though I don't like the process and I don't like the steps, I've grown to respect the steps. Pathway Church, respect the process. Take the steps. Take the journey. 
Now, I get frustrated when I think about people that move through the steps a little more efficiently than me, proficiently than me, better. They just seem breezy, while sometimes I have to feel like I have to work a little harder for it. Is it, that describe anybody here? I feel like I'm a good, solid, two-talent person. You know, you got the parable of talents, the guy with the one, the guy with the two, and the guy with the five. I know I don't want to be the guy with the one. I don't want to bury it. I get the two, and I just try and overperform. That's kind of my goal. But I'll look at the person with five talents, and they can sing. They can do all kinds of stuff. You know, they, everything they touch turns to gold. It's just incredible. And there's a part of me that's saying, you know, why doesn't it work out like that for me? You know what I really don't like? I really don't like when in my comparison, I look at someone who's wicked, evil, unrighteous, lies, cheats, steals, cuts corners on everything, cuts corners on paying people, on taxes, on the way they treat people, doesn't hold the door open for anybody. It's, you know, like, you know how like you want to get ahead so you're polite? They get ahead and they're not even polite. You know this person that I'm talking about? Sometimes it feels like God drops these people right in your face and then they are blessed. And I'm over here trying to do everything right and it's not working for me like it is for them. Has anyone ever felt like that before? I know I have. I know that I've seen that, I've, I've experienced that. But I'm encouraged today because in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 12, I'm reminded that the race isn't to the swift. I'm encouraged that the battle isn't always to the strongest. I'm encouraged that in James chapter 1 and verse 12, that James tells us that God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation because afterward they will receive a crown. I don't have to run the fastest. And then I love in Psalm chapter 37 and verse 23, the Bible says that the Lord orders the steps of the righteous. Why do I feel like I have to manage pace? Why do I feel like that I have to get farther ahead of where I am? Why do I feel like I've got to function in a certain way? And if someone's moving faster than me, then somehow I'm looking at God and saying, God, why are you doing this to me? Let me tell you today, in my ambition, in our ambition, in our steps, the goal here is for us to finish well. The goal here is for us to obtain the crown. Our goal here is to mimic the words of Paul saying, I've not yet apprehended, but I press on. I take next steps towards the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Hey, I want you to do well. I want you to do well. But I'm saying just take the next step today in Jesus Christ. Pathway, God has designed us for great things. I know God has not made us for small things, but we better be willing to do the small things of the next steps if we're going to take on our destiny and our purpose that God has for our lives. Hey, yesterday, um, we went down to Orange Beach and we went fishing. And uh, no, it wasn't yesterday we didn't drive down. Yesterday we drove back. Friday night we drove down. Let me, just, let me just tell you, if you ever want the Lord to work on your sanctification, 
you make the drive from Mobile to Orange Beach on the Friday before Memorial Day. (laughs) It'll do it, won't it? I mean, it'll do it. It, Two and a half hours, two and a half hours to get from my house to Orange Beach yesterday. And fortunately, we left at 326. But who's counting? We left an hour and 34 minutes before rush hour when everybody's getting off work. Thinking about how that trip went, can I just tell you the kind of drivers I don't like? Can I just do that for a second? Can we do this? Would this be good for our mental health right here? First of all, if you drive slow, get out of the left lane. Let me just say that right now. That's just a bonus. You know, you know what's funny to me though, is when you are in bumper to bumper traffic and you just need to make a lane change. You know, I've just wanted to get off of I-10. That's, I just wanted to get off I-10 and I saw Virginia Street was there and I was gonna take back roads and then get around all that stuff. You know, so I'm in the left lane. I just wanted to get on, off the exit. And what is it that when you get in traffic like that, people close the gap? I mean, you, you almost have to say, I swear I'm not gonna use my blinker. It's like using your blinker is warning to them that you wanna get over, so they close the gap, right? I'm gonna start putting on my left blinker, look left and go right, you know? <laughs> oh, this is a, another little bonus. You know how people will step out in front of your car and walk slow and make you slow down? You know, you're driving downtown and somebody wants to just cross the street, they jaywalk right in front of you. You know how to solve that? Just pretend like you're texting and driving. They will get out of the way every, every time. <laughs> you know, how crazy is it that I was trying, I'm trying to get a lane change and there's somebody that's like, I'm not going to let you in. I'm not going to let you in. I just don't really, really, I don't understand that. I mean, logic, uh, I know logic goes out of the window in these kinds of situations, but think about this. Okay, you're going to cut me off. You're not going to let me through. Our blood pressure is all going to go up, and then, you know, what? the person behind me is going to see you're acting like a crazy person, and you know what they're going to do? They're going to let me in, and then I'm going to follow you for like the next two hours in traffic. <laughs> so we're going to hurry when all of us are going nowhere. We're barely moving, cutting one another off. You're 15, 16 years old, 16 years old, you're starting to drive. Everywhere you go, you're going fast. Swerving, moving, so you can race up to sit at the red light with the person that you're trying to outrun. You don't go any faster. You really, you really don't. I mean, cities time the lights to slow down all the traffic. So everybody's all amped up. Listen, at what point are we going to become content in the Lord to know that God, I wanna move at the pace that you've called me to move? I just want to take my next steps. I want to do, I want to do this step well. I want to handle this well. You know, every day I'm learning more and more to pace myself. It's hard. It's hard. I have to crucify my flesh. I have to have conversations with myself to slow it down. Sometimes one of the best things you can do to go fast is to go slow. Just to relax a little bit. Be patient in testing, patient in temptation, patient on that step. You know, really, the, one of the worst things that we can do is to move past our steps before we've been developed. 
You know, everybody's wanting, be, wanting to be discovered. Nobody's wanting to be developed. One of the worst things that can happen to us is that we get discovered before we've been developed. There's a process. No, we think the process is gone. Every, we see everything online. Everybody's a star on their Instagram and on their Facebook. Everybody's trying to put themselves out there. And you know what? By all means, let's, let's, let's do, let's be, you know, good in the culture we're in right now. But let me tell you, don't skip the steps. Don't skip, skip the steps of character development. Don't skip the steps of spending time in the Word of God. Don't skip the steps. Look, if you're dating and there's somebody you want to marry, you better not skip the dating steps because if you get your eyes on that young woman and you start from, hello, my name is, to will you marry me, look, the steps are a part of the process. Patience. Allowing God to work out his process in the process. We can trust the process. The process is painful, but the steps are a part of uh, the process. You know, some of us are repeating the same kind of drama in our life over and over and over again. I'm not trying to shame anybody or guilt anybody, but have you ever noticed it's different people, different names, same step. Different people, Different names, same drama. Why is all, God, why is all this drama coming to me? Because, because you haven't learned and passed the test on this step. If we really want the destination, let's be faithful in the step. Amen? Can we just honor the Lord for the step? Can we just bless him for the test? Can we just bless him for the process? We don't like the step, but God's using the step to process us and to develop us. I'm trying to get better and better as I face those difficult steps to say, okay, Lord, you may not have thrown this at me, but what is your voice for me in this step? What is it you want me to learn in this moment? I wanna take you to Luke chapter 15, and we're going to read, starting at verse 11. It's a parable that Jesus used to illustrate a point. He said, a man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So the father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, his younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land. The Bible says he began to starve, and then we see the rescue plan of the father. It's this wonderful story, the prodigal son. We love to illustrate how that the Father accepts us when we come back. Isn't it a wonderful thing that the Scripture says that while he was a long way, yet a long way off, the Father ran to him? That's a wonder. It's one of my favorite stories. But right there in verse 12, listen to the step that the younger son skipped. 
He said, I want my share of your estate now before you die. Does that break anybody's heart just a little bit when you think about how the father must have felt in that moment? Let me, let me just think about this out loud for a second because all of us have done what this younger son had asked for right here where we have a desire for a thing and we're going to the Lord. Lord, won't you give this to me? Won't you meet this need? Won't you answer this prayer? Yes, let's continue to ask God for things. Let's ask God to work in our lives, but let's pay attention. Is there a, ske- a step that we're trying to skip? That inheritance that the father gave to his son was to be legacy. It was was to be something that he could impart to his family at the appropriate part of the staircase. And the son said, I know that I should spend my life with you. I know that I should be raised with you. I know that I should be following you out and and I should be... um, apprenticing with you. He was handling family business. I know I should be doing that. And then one day when the sun goes down, then an inheritance would come to me. Is it possible that you asking for things that God has designed you to have, but not yet. You asking for them prematurely. You asking to, to skip steps. Is it possible that the very gift that the Father uh, would give you that's designed to bring you closer to the Father, if it comes out of order, could actually drive you away from the Father? This is the case here. God giving us gift, good gifts wanting to bring a destiny to us, wanting to do his work in our lives, that we get impatient with the Father's process. But Lord, I have prayed, and I have prayed, and I have prayed. Who are we to determine when there's been enough prayer? Who are we to determine that we've been developed enough? God has a plan, and we trust God enough that we'll submit ourselves to the plan. That yes, it may look like some people only have to go up three steps. All of you single level housing people. <laughs> Most of you still have steps though. Even just to get in the front door, you got steps. Lord, I don't want to go up that many steps. And he's saying, son, I love you too much to give you what's on the second level while you're still only a quarter way up the stairs. God's saying, I want to work on you. I want to shape you. What we find out at the end of the day is the destination is not nearly as important as the time with the Father, as the time with our brothers and sisters, as our time in the process. It's a lesson that we lose. It's a lesson that, unfortunately, we, we figure out too late in life. I mean, how many of us have missed things with our children because we thought the destination was so important and we failed on a step? We messed up on a step. Listen, I'm not talking to anybody in here today that's been perfect on the steps. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have failed. And if all of our failures were public today, we'd all be embarrassed. With Pathway Church, 
we're people of the steps. We're people of the steps. Pathway Church didn't happen in a day. It's taken decades for us just to get to this place. Aren't you thankful that somewhere back there someone didn't despise the day of their small steps? Look at, look at what the Lord's blessed us with. Look at the relationships that the Lord's blessed us with. Because somebody took their steps. How dare we come to this place after people who have, people have labored and struggled and wrestled and fought and been hungry and been tired and, and have had people walk on them and have had, had people misunderstand them and be faithful to the steps in the process that we would just show up now and say, God, I just want you to hit the microwave button and get this whole thing done for me. No, God has a plan for our life on the steps. We hope you've been blessed by this week's podcast. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes and visit pathwaychurch.us give. We'll see you next week.